With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get rid of your credit card debt, get a lower monthly payment, and skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to save thousands with savewithconrad.com. Find out how much money you can save right now at savewithconrad.com. Flair, 16 times your world heavyweight champion, the host of Woo Nation along my co-host, Conrad Thompson, the legendary billionaire. Oh my god. Side gosh. by side with the legendary Jim Andrews in the state of Alabama. Oh my god. And today, I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there are three people in my entire life that I have idolized, that I've wanted to meet, and today, of course, I've known this gentleman from for a long time. But the three people that I wanted to meet in my lifetime and hang around, and I've accomplished all that, and today I have him as a guest on my podcast, it's the legendary Lawrence Taylor, LT, the man, the myth, and as Shannon Sharp, who didn't even play against LT, said on first take last week, the greatest football player that ever lived, not quarterback, not running back, the greatest football player. I don't think you ever played against Shannon Sharp, did you? Uh, Shannon, I, I really uh, don't think so. I think um, Shannon might have been his, my last year, or may have been his, uh, his first year. Yeah, league. but I mean, you never had to kick his ass, but he was still. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's going to line up on the outside, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so listen, the first two, just so you know, were Will Chamberlain. I met him in Honolulu about 10 years before he died, and of course, the other one's Joe Namath. So, and I don't think there's much that Joe hasn't done that you and I haven't done either, if we're just be honest about it. So, <laughs> good Lord. Lawrence Taylor. So, uh, Lawrence, I have to tell you. Um, I think the first time I ever saw you was at Hampton Roads Coliseum. Yeah. And then from there you came and watched me as a, as a high school kid. And then from there. That's back there when you was wrestling, uh, you was tag team, and you was wrestling George Becker and Johnny Weaver. That's right, I know. 
<laughs> Jeez, I, I'm embarrassed that you're old enough to remember that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I, I used to sit back and be mad as a mother because, you know, you guys were always the bad guys. Yeah. And George Beck and Johnny Will was always the good guys, but y'all beat them every time. They used to make me mad at them. Yeah. I couldn't tell you how yeah, mad. Yeah, we had to kick their ass, man, to keep it straight. <laughs> uh, and obviously saying. you followed suit because you didn't care who's ass you kicked over the years. No, so, I, I, you know, I don't. You know, I was a, a very fortunate man because I, I played in a time when, when football was real football. You know, it's like, um, you, you, you know, it's, the nowadays is, is man, it's, it's crazy money. You know, they're making ten times what I ever made in um, in the league and stuff. And um, I understand that. But um, back there, when you couldn't move to another team, you know, you had to. It was just like, you know, hey, when they got you, they got you, and they're gonna keep you as long as they can keep you. And um, so it was really nothing that you can do. So it wasn't about playing to to get paid more money is about playing to because you're not you're going to be there so when i played man hey i want the guy that's playing across me to know that no matter what he do i'm going to kick his ass all day <laughs> yeah i know hey um just going back before we continue i gotta tell you a great story so you remember ron simmons from florida state of course okay so you and ron apparently were on the east west all-star shrine team at the east west game that sound right yeah. Okay, so Ron, Ron said he had just met you for the first time. You guys were on the same team, and you lined up, and he said, God damn it, Rick. He said, all of a sudden, LT started hollering at this quarterback, words I can't say. I'm going to kick you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, you son. I mean, here I come, you son, Mr. Ron Simmons. And he turned around, and it was you screaming at everybody on the field. And he said, that was my first introduction to Lawrence Taylor, <laughs> telling you know, everybody I, off. I, I tell you, you know, football is a, is a special game, you know, and if you, it takes special people to play it. Um, it's an emotional game. And, you know, you got to, um, you know, you can't play dirty, but you you got to play hard. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I like. I like, you know, I didn't, when I played, I didn't want you, don't give me your your your, your second stringer. I, if, if, if the second stringer is going to play, then they'll, I don't need to play the game. I want to see the best because that's the only way I can judge my talents by playing against the best. And I played against some of the best players that has ever played in this league. So I was very fortunate, very fortunate. Yeah. I mean, the football, as you know, as you know, I mean, you watch it now. We all, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous the way they've changed the rules. I mean, guys, yeah. I really, I say it all the time. I don't think that you could play a quarter right now without getting kicked out of the game. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, you, I tell you what, <laughs> it's a safer game. It's not a. It's not a. Um, it is not a. It is not as physical as it, it used to be. It's a safer game. Yeah. Uh, for as uh, uh, you know injuries and, and stuff like that, but um, I don't know how you know you go out and, and and play a football game and you don't hit during the week. I mean, you you got to. Yeah, I gotta have contact. I mean, yeah. that's the only way I can um I can get ready for a game. I got to have contact. Somebody, I gotta hit somebody, or somebody gotta hit me uh, to knock me in my face and to just make me uh, think about it or something. But uh, I don't remember I, seeing I, you I get knocked it. on your face too much or your ass. I don't remember seeing that. <laughs> I've, I've I've had a couple. I've had a couple <laughs> Chicago and 
and uh, I got uh, cheap shot it. But um, I've had a couple in my career, mostly in practice before more than games. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to tell you, one of the greatest memories, and I'm just gonna go. You know, I didn't write anything down. I'm just kind of going from uh, you know, me knowing you in our career and having fun together. Is um, 1986. Dusty Rhodes, of course, all about John Elway and the Denver Broncos, right? Mm -hmm. Ric Flair, big party at my house, Arn Anderson, and Arn Anderson's as big a Lawrence Taylor fan as I am. And uh, you guys took it to the uh, Orange Crush that night, man. And it was yeah. the, that was the first Super Bowl, I think, right? 86? Yeah, the first one we had ever been in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. phenomenal. I think that year you had like 20 and a half sacks. Yeah, I was uh, I was fortunate to be uh, NFL most valuable player uh, that year. Yeah, I like the way you say fortunate. I mean, <laughs> you got to remember now you were, you were inducted what year in the Hall of Fame now? Uh, 1990. 1990. Okay, yeah. so here we are. Oh well, no, 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 no. I was inducted ninety-nine. Inducted the greatest football player that ever lived. And this is not while you're playing, because you ended up 93 was your last year, correct? Uh, yeah, 93 season, 94 year. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So, any people still say you're the greatest football player? I mean, it's in, in our, in, in our, it always comes into perspective with this deal with Brady and all this stuff, but nobody ever compares any quarterback from Brett Favre, and I mean, Brett was great, we all know that, Peyton Manning, all these guys, but when it comes to the greatest football player, and I think it speaks volumes for how good you were, and it speaks volumes for the fact that you, your legacy has just carried on, and it's the most famous legacy on defensive football that's ever ever been around. Would you agree? Well, I, you know what, I, I really... I look at it different ways. I I, I look at um, I think I'm a pretty good player. Yeah, I was a pretty good player. But, <laughs> okay. Um, but um, <laughs> I um, when I look at you know some of the greatest defensive players that ever played, you know a. Uh, I look at uh, Deacon Jones. Yep. I look at um, Reggie White. Yep. Uh, and you know, and I and I fall somewhere. It, it, you could you could actually. You know, throw our names up, and 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 when they land, you wouldn't really care which way it landed because um, you know we're all pretty good damn players. No, no, I, I, know, I so, couldn't, I couldn't uh, agree with you more. I yeah, think Reggie so, White. Mean, you know, that's the way I look at it. Do I think I'm the best player, uh, defensive player to ever play the game? Uh, that's arbitrary. You know, and like I said, there's a few names you can put in the pile. You throw them up, whichever way they come out, nobody's mad. You know, nobody's No, no, I, I totally agree. I'm just yeah. casting my vote, and I'm mm -hmm. hearing people. I mean, people talk about Deacon, and they didn't record sacks back then. And Reggie White, of course, was a very close friend of mine. But uh, Reggie, you know, those guys play defensive end. And I, I think that you do have to give yourself credit. And I, I'm going to give it to you, as everybody else does. Mm -hmm. You redefined a position, and you made every offensive scheme change. When Lawrence Taylor was playing, and they, people acknowledge it. I mean, it's common knowledge that when Perkins drafted you, I mean, and within within a couple of months, people were trying to figure out who this guy is, man, because we, we don't know how to defend him. And I think I think that's a compliment that's always going to go. The, the closest guy to you that I ever saw, uh, God rest his soul, was Derek Thomas. 
You're an Alabama yeah, guy, right? It was a very good player. In a way, I, I judge uh, uh, great players. You know, anybody can have a good game. Anybody can, and can play well. But can he, can he carry, can he make other people better? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's what I look at. You know, you've got to be able to uh, be able to change the outcome of a game. You've got to be able to make the guys around you play better. You know, that's what what, what constitute a, uh, constitutes a uh, great difference. A player, he can play well, but he makes other players around him play better, and that's that, that's what um, hey, I like about uh, my game. Yeah, and also longevity. I mean, you don't longevity. Pick, you, it has a lot to do. Yeah, with every you know, everybody's great after two years. The word "great" can't even be applied to somebody who's played five years. Or in my business, especially, this guy's great. I don't know. I don't know. He's been wrestling for five years, and Lawrence Taylor doesn't know who he is. He's not great. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, I mean, you know, it's so funny, and I understand what you're saying because I see a lot of players have great years. Yeah, you know, and. But greatness is, is 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 over time. So I mean, can he do it year after year after year? And uh, you know, some you know, look at um, uh, JPP. He um, had a great rookie year, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody was looking and saying that he was going to be the the next great thing. But you know, hey, you got to do it over time. You got to do it over time. That's the only way you can um, you can uh, measure yourself. You know, you got to do it over time. So um, the same thing applies to our business. It's I mean, our business arguably isn't as challenging as yours, but it's very physical. We've got, as I argue the point with people every day, we have seven guys with career-ending broken necks in the last five years. So wow. I mean, even though it's choreographed, and by the way. Pat Patterson told me to tell you hello. He said one of the greatest moments was was <laughs> being the agent when you wrestled Bam Bam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. That, that was a lot of fun, though. I tell you, but it's hard work, man. I tell you what, it gets tiring out there. No, nobody gets it. I mean, I tell these guys, you know, and, uh, Pat said that he said, what do you want to do? And you said, what do you want to want to do? Because I, I got to tell you, LT, I, I have seen a lot of guys from Ernie Holmes. You remember that name, right? Yeah, of course. And, and Otis Sistrunk way before you, right? Yeah. I've seen these guys try to get in our business. And, man, they don't last an hour. Because it it is physical number one, and and the, it, the required time where they go over. I, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like you need yeah. to be, you need to be helped out. Like the, okay, Pat told me that you could have been the one of the best wrestlers of all time if you wanted to hang around for a year. That's yeah, a hell of a compliment. One thing I learned about wrestling, you know. Yeah. When when they, if they tell you don't move. Don't move. I tell you what, because listen, you can get hurt if you do. If you laying down and they're gonna do a stunt where they're gonna jump and twirl in the air and and come down. Hey, hey, don't move. Yeah, <laughs> hold <Don't> still. Because <laughs> if you do, you you'll be carried out of there. I promise you. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, t- I tell you, and the young guys a lot of times, you know, don't know how to make a blade. 
So they call me the doctor because I'm pretty good at that. Uh-huh. And I'll tell a guy, uh, I'll tell a guy because they're scared to death, right? Don't move, man, or I'll cut your head off. So a couple of the guys have got 25 stitches just because they won't I, hold still. I understand that. I, I, I know how that because I'll tell you something. Like you said, you know, some, some of the stuff is choreographed, but... Yeah, it's a physical, physical, physical. It, it, it's very physical. I yeah. say what, and some the one of the best athletes I've ever seen as a big man. I'm tell you what, and I've seen a lot of great athletes. Uh, was that Bam Bam Bigelow? Oh yeah, big he was. I mean, he was light on his feet. He was quick. I mean, hey, he was just—he was just a great athlete. Yeah, he was. You know, he's he, he, a great athlete. He, and he left us way too early. I don't—I'm yeah. not even sure what happened exactly, but yeah. he was a good guy. He was a huge card in Japan, uh, mm-hmm. and did well here too. But anyway, I—I I had called. Yesterday, trying to figure out who the agent was on that, and he said he just had a ball with you because a lot of the guys, you know, they get intimidated. It's it's really strange because, you know, first of all, I know Lawrence Taylor is going to be intimidated walking into a wrestler's locker room, but a lot of the guys are. The only two guys, only three guys that have come into the business and been as natural as you are that didn't give a shit about anybody and didn't think twice about something going wrong, right? Were you, Kevin Green, and, of course, our buddy Mongo from Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> that, uh, by the way, which, Kevin Green, he's a, he's a specimen, too. I'm, I'm really surprised. He hasn't got the Hall of Fame yet. You know, he's going to have to wait his turn. But yeah, you know, well, he's, uh, he's broken hearted about is, it too. His, his time is ready. To, uh, is, is about up. I mean, he's, he's about time to take his little walk too. You know. Yeah. Well, he uh, he's broken hearted about it too. I just was with Derek Brooks the other day, and Derek and I were talking about it. But I think this year that the kid from the 49ers, the the uh, outside linebacker, defensive end, what's his name? Is the the, the um, huh? Charles Haley? Yeah, Charles Haley. I think he's the guy they're pointing at. So, yeah, Charles. Charles was way overdue. Yeah, and he 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 um has the credentials. He had the credentials to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and I think that um, Kevin Green is is the next one that um that's going to have his number called up. Yeah, so, I think so too. I hope so. It's hard yeah. to believe he was a walk on at Auburn, huh? Yeah, it is. He never even got recruited. Isn't that crazy? And the guy turns out to be, I guess, like 120 sacks. So, and a great guy, and and, and tough. Kevin's pretty tough, man. I have to give him his due. So tell me, um, how, when at Carolina did you realize how good you were going to be? Oh wow! Uh, you know what? I, you, you, I, I tell you, you just started playing in the ninth Carolina. grade, right? Huh? You just started playing football in the ninth grade, right? Uh, 11th. Junior year, yeah. Junior yeah, Holy yeah, cow. Yeah. That 11th year. Yeah, he was know, playing baseball. I, you know, and it was, it was funny that, you know, like I said, it, 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 when I started playing football, um, you know, I used to get my ass kicked every day, you know, and, and but as time went on, and then my junior year, you know, I started like the fifth game of the, the season because uh, the, 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 the guy who was, on the first team, he went down like the first play of the second quarter, and they put me in the game, and I just made play after play after play, 
and you know, uh, then then I caused the uh, fumble and then recovered the fumble and scored a touchdown on it, which we won the game. And it was so amazing that every game after that, I just got better and better and better and better. Yeah. Until, you know, uh, by the, my senior year, I was, you know, preseason All-American. You yeah. Know? So, um, and, and, and I just, you know, my, my senior year, I never had a, a bad game. So um, it, just, um, it just got lucky. And same thing when I went to the college. And, you know, and my, when I went to college, you know, the thing was I was, you know, a good player for my high school. But when you go to college, everybody's a good player. Yeah. You know, and you don't realize that. So, and the thing was I didn't really start to gel in college until I guess around my junior year, uh, uh, my junior year, because, you know, I didn't realize I always wanted to be known in college, you know, because you, you walk around uh, the university and everybody was, would talk about this one player or this other player who played here years ago. And I wanted to be have a legacy that says, hey, you know what? Hey, I want to be remembered when I uh, when I leave this place. So the thing was, I didn't know the difference of being feared and being respected. That was a, I always wanted to be feared. I thought that was uh, uh, was respect. I didn't learn until my junior year being respected. Yeah, well, it, it's, uh, it's better than being feared. Yeah. You know? uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I think you accomplished both. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. I I know that um, at Carolina, I mean, it's <laughs> they, they've never no, no one's followed your accents. I mean, I kind of you think about Carolina and they, they had some great athletes, but the two guys that stand out are Michael Jordan and uh, Lawrence Taylor. But how do you beat that? I mean, you know, if you're a college and you're, you know, kind of hanging your hat on the success that guys had in your program, how do you beat Lawrence Taylor and Michael Jordan? I mean, those are the two greatest of all time. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, it's like I said, you know, the, the the first two years, I just I was feared. Everybody knew me. He listen, don't go into a bar with him because hey, 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 he gonna turn that place out. Right? <laughs> so, you know, but, no. <laughs> but hey, that was that was the first part. But once I learned how to be respected, and in my junior year, you know, uh, when we played the NC State. I had a great game, and I never had a bad game uh, after that. And you know, and uh, became, you know, was you know, uh, by the senior year, I was you know, ACC Player of the Year, yep. and you know, got all kinds of awards and stuff. But I mean, and I and I had a pretty good career behind it. But um, uh, football was my life. I mean, uh, uh, that's what I eat, sleep, and, and, and dream about when I was, uh, I was playing. And um, uh, I tell you, right now I don't watch as much football. The game's changed. Uh, I've changed, you know, and, and uh, there's other things in life that um, I have to deal with. I'll be right back. It's time to shine my 16 world titles. Man, oh man, do I love talking about Henson shaving. I absolutely love this razor. It's the best shave of my life. And it's also cheaper than what I've been doing. I had a shave earlier today. My barber actually uses a Henson razor now. 
I showed her and she could not believe the difference. Seriously, this is the best razor we've ever used. That's why you got to meet Henson Shaving. Hanson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that's made parts for both the International Space Station and the Mars rover, and now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. You see, razor blades are like diving boards. The longer the board, the more the wobble. The more the wobble, the more likely you are to get nicks, cuts, and scrapes. You see, a bad shave isn't a bad blade problem. It's an extension problem. By using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just .0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of a human hair, and that means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. And it gets better. The razor also has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, no planned obsolescence. The Henson razor works with a standard dual edge razor blade to give you that old school nature boy shave with the benefits of new school tech. And once you own a Henson razor, check this out. It's only three to $5 a year to replace the blades. I have to admit, I was blown away by this. I have hammered it enough around the office. My dad finally said, okay, I give, I'll, I'll check it out. So I went and I actually saw how affordable the razor is because I was lucky. They sent me a free one to vet. I fell in love and I ordered one for the office. I ordered one for my shave kit. Even my barber got one. And yes, dad has one too. You're going to love it because seriously, three to $5 a year for blades. Think about how much you've spent on blades in your lifetime, three to five bucks a year. Bam. Not only is it better, it's also cheaper. And that's why it's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that will last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshaving.com slash flare to pick the razor for you. Be sure to use the code flare and you'll get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades. When you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G.com slash flare and use the promo code flare. The greatest talker in the history of the business is behind the mic once again. This is Woo Nation with Ric Flair. You have to go, go to some of the fun things um, because uh, <laughs> do you have ever do you have any remorse about it being impacting on the fact that Deion Sanders got fired for bringing up that statement to Dan Marino and Boomer Esiason about you supplying the quarterbacks before the games? <laughs> Say that again now. Say that again. <laughs> well, I'm watching I'm watching NFL today or whatever show that Esiason. And Dan Marino were hosting the NFL, uh-huh. the pregame, right? Show. And it, the first origination was Dion was on that show, right? Yeah. So Dion says to Boomer Esiason, because your book had just come out, right? And he goes, so <laughs> how many women did LT send to your room? And, and, and of course, well, listen, look, I didn't start that tradition. Let me tell you something. It, happened, <laughs> it, it was going on a long before I got here. Because, listen, I've been through my share, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey. I've been through my chair, so I just thought it was a pretty good idea, and um, you know, it, 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 it worked. It worked on me, so I tried on somebody else. <laughs> so the idea here is, for those who don't know the story, you try to get the star player from the other team tired before the big game. So the night before, on Saturday night, somebody sends some girls to the room. They knock on the door and say, "I'm here for you," and then the all star yeah. uh, puts on a performance before the game that will affect his performance during. Yeah. 
the game. Is that right? No, listen, hey, like I said, I didn't start that tradition. Right? I, just, hey, I perpetuated it. Yeah, well, it's, just, it's funny, though, is because it, when you have name recognition like you or someone like me in my business, we're always going to get the label as the guys that did it. Does that make sense? Rick oh, Flair, yeah. do you know how many women over the years, how many wrestlers have gone home to their wife with that traveled around the world and said, Hell, I'm not coming home tonight, honey. I'm out with the world champion. I mean, if I don't hang out with him, it makes me look bad. I do that now. I do that now. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, four it wives happens, later. Man. I tell you what, it's it's it's, it's, it's the life. It's the life of uh, of sports. You know, you 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 can't really get away with it because you know this, this world is you know this country is full of billions of people, and, and the people they, they they love football and they love to be around uh, athletes and they they and they love their limelight and stuff like that. And then it's easy to get carried uh, get carried away. Uh, and get caught up in it, you know? Oh, yeah, I, I, I've noticed that about myself. I don't know how, yeah. I mean, I, I, when I saw you in Houston, I went, oh, man. I said, Lawrence, where are we going tonight? You said, I'm going to Miami, brother. <laughs> I don't care where you're going. I'm going to Miami. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, I said, because the last time that really you and I hung out, I've got to tell people, I tell everybody this. I'm uh, at the Field of Dreams, as you were, right? Yeah. We're signing at Caesars, and uh, you come walking in, and then two minutes later, in comes Mongo. Holy shit. I mean, <laughs> I, I need to say no more about Mongo. Mongo used to carry $15,000 with him when he was with the company, wrestling her in cash, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know what Mongo was doing, so and he knows it, too. It's not, not a secret. And I go, Mongo, what are you carrying all that cash for? He go, kid, I got more I got more money than I got time. <laughs> I hear you. Hell yeah. I, he, I, know he, I used to carry a lot, of, uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of money with me at all times because I never know when a poker game's going to break. Exactly, out, you know? yeah. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got to tell you, though, a highlight for me, it's your birthday. We're in Vegas. And LT says, man, we're going to go outside. I, I can't remember the name of the club, but kicking open the door of a big-time bar, Super Bowl weekend in Las Vegas with Lawrence Taylor and Mongo, man, I got to tell you, I thought the Four Horsemen had some action going on. <laughs> Four Horsemen was nothing like walking into a bar with Lawrence Taylor and Mongo. Because Mongo, where Lawrence is, Lawrence is just low-keyed, he doesn't need it. Mongo is so loud. He <laughs> as is you know, loud. Is he he loves. I mean, God, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he's screaming. He every, is and every girl I mean, is. Yeah. no way you don't know he's in the place. Oh, are you no kidding? Because <laughs> your your wife was looking at him and looking at, and he was by himself, you know. But my, Mongo can raise more hell and tell more girls what's wrong with them. And I can't even use the vain language on the, on the podcast. I don't know how the hell does he get away. With I don't this? know. Is that his rap? <laughs> I mean, is that his rap? I mean, this is. I mean, he got to get a new whole new rap. I'm telling you. What. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 Here's the deal. If you, if we were married, and, and I, which you are, right? There's uh, no getting a woman to come to the table with Mongo there, man. <laughs> See, no, no, he's too what, rough. Hey, not unless she wanted to be physically undressed. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. I just, I don't know how he gets away with that because, um, hey, the the stuff that comes out of his mouth is like off the top of his head. I know. It's like he has no filter. No, he doesn't care what he says. I know. I know. You're just, just sitting there. I mean, listen, hey. 
I'm cool with it, but <laughs> not everybody is. Well, you it's know? like it's like it's like he's in the locker room. He never leaves the locker room. <laughs> oh boy, he is something else. Yeah, he. That's he, our next podcast guest. Uh, Mongo? Mongo. Oh, Steve. I mean, uh, um, uh, Lawrence will tell you. Steve McMichael isn't shy. I mean, he he says he calls Jim McMahon like he that he goes down the line. You know, he's just it's so much fun to be with. I mean, there's just he's, and he's got a ton of energy. You know, he's married now and he's got a baby. I can't believe that. And he's staying married. I know. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. I mean, let's see. Hey, I, I can't believe that. Yeah. And he opened up. He, through mail. Yeah, he opened yeah. up a new bar. Yeah, he, he opened up a new club outside of Chicago. It's doing real well, sports bar. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. Steve's cool, man. Money wise, he's cool as can be. I guess when he was at Texas, he got involved in some restaurants that came together, and uh, you know, good time. So yeah, going back to Mongo and the Bears. So another great night for me is LT comes to see me wrestle in like 83 or 84. I can't remember if it was Sting or Luger or Steamboat at the Continental Airlines. Sting. Sting. I was Sting. Okay. Yeah. And then he goes to me, he goes, hey, come on back to my bar. We'll have some fun. So, man, I go, <laughs> that was wife number two. So <laughs> she's not with us no, anymore. No, no, that was the first one. That's, that was still first wife. My, no, no, my, that was wife number two. Oh, that two. was your no, first wife. No, no, my. Oh, my number two. That was my number one. No, 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 my, no, my number two. <laughs> I, I, I'm never going to discuss your marriages. I, I'm talking about my own problems, okay? That was wife number two. But we go over there, and about six or eight of the guys came. And, man, we had the time of our life. That was a beautiful club. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, and he's playing the Bears the next day, right? So, so this is a Saturday night, and LT's Saturday. got a game the very and next LT's day. LT's got a game the next day. All I got to do is catch a plane. I got nothing. All I got to do is get in the ring and, you know, like like we talked about before, hold still. Right? He's got to play, right? <laughs> he's got a blue Jaguar. Am I right? Was it a blue Jaguar? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, he got that blue jaguar and drove off, and I, we got a little. I said, "There's no way this guy played." He had three sacks against the Bears. Wow, it's the greatest. Well, I all. like to get before a game. I like to get you know at least two or three hours of, of good sleep. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, they tell me you tell me that you've hung around with Charles Barkley. I've hung with Charles. Charles is a you know Charles is is is. He's another guy that doesn't have a filter. I know. You know? God. Hey, hey, great, hey, great personality. I mean, he's a fun dude to hang with. Uh, but um, he's another one of those guys that don't have a filter. Yeah. Hey, he says it's on his mind, and if it, and if he doesn't like you. You'll know it. Just wait five minutes. You'll know. He'll oh tell yeah, you. but I mean, he, he I will definitely tell you. Yeah, I was kind of going with the fun angle, though. He is a lot of fun, yeah. and he can drink those long, long iced teas, man. Holy yeah, cow! Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's still uh, out there drinking or not, but um, back in the days, he could put him down. You oh know? yeah, well, we all could. I'll re- all could. I'll reassure now you, he older is older now. So now we we you know we only we. Settle on half a bottle instead of the full bottle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's actually something I read this past week, Rick, when, when we knew we were going to have LT on. I read a quote the other day that explained exactly why you like him so much. When Taylor was once asked what he could do that no outside linebacker could, his answer was drink. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's better than taking pain pills, <laughs> right? I hear you. I hear you. But, you know, I'll tell you what. Like I said, you know, um, I was real fortunate. You know, I, I, I played for a 
a great coach. I mean, I had some real good coaches. Uh, uh, Ray Perkins was my first uh, first um, head coach, and but I've always had Bill Parcells. You know, he was my defensive coordinator yes. uh, when I when I got there, and he became the head coach in in year three. And Parcells, I I, I don't know if I could have done. What I did, I mean, yes, you had the talent to do it, but you might not have the flexibility to do it uh, because, you know, you know, some coaches want to coach, they want to coach just one way. You know, they just listen, hey, you have to do it this way. You got to step right here and then go left, or you got to go left and then go right. Or, hey, 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 build like, hey, I don't care where you go, just get there. You know, yeah, and 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 he was he was. Uh, I remember the first the first week of practice. I mean, he was on my ass every play, every play, every play. I mean, I couldn't do nothing right. He just just on me. And one day I just said, "Hey, listen, coach, you can cut me, you can trade me, you can put somebody else in here. I don't care what you do, but one thing you got to get the hell off my back. You know, I I don't work like this." And Parcel, he looked at me, and and he realized I was a pretty good player. And he said, well, okay, I'm going to let you do it your way, but if you do it wrong, then you got to do it my way. So I didn't have to hear, talk to him again for the next 10 years. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Bill was the type of guy that allowed me, and I don't know how it came about, because I would screw up on certain uh, certain defenses, and I remember we, we were playing uh, stack cover two, and and if it's, if I'm on the on the weak side, I have to uh, have to rush. If I'm on the strong side, I got to drop off and pass. But and you know you got people going in motion, and then you got to figure out if it's the if it's a wide receiver going in motion, if it's a back going in motion, where the tight end is. And I said, I ain't got time for all that shit, right? Uh, so I would always get it wrong, I, but I would get it wrong, and you know I would create a sack or or cause a fumble, and and every time I did it. And, and one time I did it wrong again, and I uh, caused a fumble, and I come running off the field, and Bill looked at me. He's like, you know what? Hey, we don't even have that play in the defense. I said, well, Coach, you better put it in on Monday because it's a doozy. You know? <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? great. So, I mean, those – So and, and, and we put it in. And, um, and that was one good thing about uh, Parcells and Bill Belichick. They allowed – our defense to play with some freedom. Now, there are certain guys that, hey, listen, you can't give them no freedom. But he, they allowed me to play with freedom. They allowed Harry Carson to play with freedom, Brian Kelly. You know, they allowed people to play with freedom, and, and as long as we was all on the same page. Yeah. Hey, um, not not to change the subject, but I, I think of stuff that's coming along the line because, you know, uh, it, and I'm always going to conclude myself in this conversation, mm-hmm. but guys like you and I have been critiqued, you know, for 
having some fun and stuff like that over the years. What's your take on this kid from the 49ers who I got to know a couple of years ago that just got busted again with the guns and all that crap? I mean, what was what what he's a great he's a great player. The linebacker that just got the 49ers had to cut him. He's been in so much trouble. I, you know, I, I don't really know the, 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 um, what happened with that situation and stuff. But you know what? Hey, I'm not a gun person. Yeah. You know what? Hey, if if I if I need to carry a gun where I'm going, then I don't need to really go there. No, no. Yeah. What what I'm saying is though is like it's hard for me to figure out is how a guy when we're going back to the money thing. Now this kid's making. Nine, ten, twelve million dollars a year, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And and he gets on a plane and calls bomb. I mean, just stuff that you would never imagine. And I, I just wondered if you had any idea what that no, was. I, I really, I, I, I don't understand that. You know, yeah. carrying a gun or whatever it is. But you know what? I, I do remember back when I was playing, and I was um, coming from a awards banquet in St. Louis, and. I got on the. I was uh, going through um, uh, security, and it wasn't this. You know, it wasn't security like they have now. Yeah. You know? But I was going through security, and the lady said something to him. I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm carrying a bomb." You know, like, I said, "Like I'm carrying a bomb," and because I used that word, you know what? Mm-hmm. They pulled me out of the line. I had to. Uh, I couldn't get on the flight. I had to uh, go upstairs and wait till the FBI comes. You know, so I mean, um, hey, it's this it's some serious stuff. You know, when you it, and I can understand, guys, uh, if you're going to carry a gun on the plane, mm-hmm. put it in your check baggage. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you, why would you uh, take a, uh, a gun on a uh, on an open plane? I don't understand that. Yeah. No. Well, uh, even even forget about open plane. Plexico Burgess takes it into a strip club in New York and shoots himself in the leg. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's, that's I like I said before. I'm not that. Uh, if I can't do it with my hands, and I'm, I don't, then no, I'm no, no. I, I'm just. I'm just. You know? I'm just crossing the things that you know where you and I might be scrutinized for having a drink. <laughs> no one's gonna ever say we walked into a strip joint with a gun. No. And the kid no. from the 49ers wasn't carrying a gun; he had a machine gun. <laughs> Where's he gonna it's go with that? I mean, it's, it's that new mentality. Yeah. Is, uh, I would just make the point. I think the league is changing. You know, hey, you can't do all that foolishness uh, anymore because you know the commissioner comes down pretty hard. Um, oh comes down pretty hard on the players now for uh, for foolishness mm-hmm. and um, you know and there's so much money in the game so yeah. you know they're playing this only thing I don't understand is why are you paying a guy forty three million dollars forty four million dollars a year to be the commissioner which I thought when you when you uh, are the commissioner, everything the buck stops here. Yeah. I mean, you are in control of it, and you run the show, and and you make the rules, and you uh, you hand out the d- discipline. But at every time it's challenged in court, he loses. Yeah. So why are you paying him? Well, I that, mean, that like that's my question. He's not. He's not. Uh, you know, he's a fall guy. Yeah, you know, so uh, um, that's the uh, only uh, thing I w- uh, I would I would 
be leery about. I mean, a, 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 and every time he suspends somebody, hey, I'll just take it to court. Just take it to court. Hey, he ain't won one in court yet. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, I got to tell you, because I'm sure that you're a player, a players union uh, guy, and you respect what the, because how in the hell does a guy make forty three million dollars a year, which is the figure I, I didn't know you twenty nine base salary, I think. He doesn't he doesn't play a, he doesn't play a down. He doesn't do nothing. He got he got busted for lying. Uh, with the thing with Ray Rice, I mean, he outright either he lied or somebody lied. I mean, mm-hmm. and he spent millions of dollars on these investigative processes. I mean, it's such a bunch of crap. And then the next day, and they wonder why the players want to get my I don't. I don't blame them for getting paid. The owners, you know, and I. I think I feel terrible. But I mean, the guys, the guys, and I hope you don't ever end up in that position. You you seem like you're is 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 is. Tight right now, mentally, as you've ever been in your life. But God only knows, nobody got knocked around any more than you in 13 years. I mean, these these kids are in and out in two years, and their lives are over. Now the concussion stuff going on, and you know it just changed so much. And then you got Goodell making all this damn money. Well, they're paying him 43 million dollars a year. I don't think it's wrong for a guy to make 20 million dollars a year. You know, it's they're the ones. The guys are the guys that are making him the money. You know, oh and yeah, I mean, I, it is what it is. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't never um, uh, down a man for, for for making money and stuff. I mean, if he can do it, God bless him. But uh, with um, with uh, with great wealth comes great responsibilities, and then with the responsibilities, it comes a lot of different things. I mean, hey, hey, he has taken on the power of the NFL. I think, but mostly in name. I mean, because he mm-hmm. just, I mean, it, it, it used to be when the commissioner says something, it, it's law. You know, because he's, a, he's, he's, he's the top of the food chain, but that's not the case right now. What, was was, was Pete Rozelle the commissioner when you were playing? Uh, Pete Rozelle and and then uh, Tagliabue. Yeah, Tagliabue. So yeah. It, when, yeah. I know when so, Rozelle said something that nobody bucked up, but it just... It's like if someone said to you, hey, Lawrence, I'm going to pay you $25 million a year, which is the kind of money, if you were alive right now, that would be the minimum you'd be making, right? And they said, I'm going to pay. If I was playing now, it would be called Giant and Taylor Stadium. <laughs> I, I agree with you. That's how I feel about if I was working for Vince right now. Giant Taylor really? Stadium, yeah. Man, I got to tell you, I sat down to record today and, uh, the doorbell rang and the doorbell almost never rings here at my house. And I thought, well, what in the world is this? So I go and I see UPS driving away. So I look at my front porch, bam, there it is a full box of factor guys. I'm sold. I got to give you a peek behind the curtain factor. Like all of our advertisers will send us something to try it out. See if we really like it. See if we really want to endorse it. I liked it so much. I signed up. I'm subscribed. I'm getting 14 meals a week. My lunch and my dinner every single week are from Factor. I absolutely love it. I think you will too. They're America's number one ready to eat meal kit and they make it so easy. It's so fast. It's so convenient. It's cheaper than takeout. It's faster than takeout. How do you beat two minutes? That's all it takes. These are fresh, never frozen meals. You heat them up in the microwave in two minutes and it's fantastic. We've had some sponsors like this on our network in the past and I've tried them all and they were okay. 
This food is fantastic. And maybe if you're calorie conscious, they can help you with that too. They've got calorie smart meals that are like 550 calories or less. They've even got a keto option. Maybe you're doing some vegan and veggie stuff. They can do that. Maybe you're bulking up. You want protein plus they got you. It checks all the boxes. No matter what you're trying to do, you've got 34 different chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options. You'll never get in a rut and it'll fit your lifestyle. They can even help you out with snacks and breakfast. They've got stuff like egg bites and smoothies. I haven't tried the egg bites yet. The smoothies are fantastic. I can't recommend this enough. I'm sold on it. So is my wife. My parents were a little skeptical. I brought a couple of meals to the office for them to try one day. Bam. They loved it. They're using factor two. Seriously. Everybody I've had try one absolutely loves it. I think you will too. I encourage you try it, check it out. See if it's for you. You won't be able to beat the price. You won't be able to beat the convenience. And for me, man, you won't be able to beat the taste, but you can also know exactly what you're eating. You're going to be able to plan a little bit. If you're trying to get that summer bod going head right now to factormeals.com slash flare 50, use the code flare 50 and man, you'll get 50% off your first box. That's code flare 50 at factormeals.com slash flare 50 to get 50% off your first box. But I mean, you can imagine what making $25 million a year and, uh, yeah. well, go ahead. Conrad's got a couple of questions. Yeah, for you. The, the thing that I'm most fascinated about your career that really is topical right now is it seems make believe really, but the USFL once tried to challenge the NFL in the early eighties and back in 83, Donald Trump, who's all over the news these days, owned a team and wanted your services. And so I kind of want you to sort of fill in the blanks for us. Obviously he's, you know, a big name right now because of his presidential run, but back then he was trying to make waves with his own team and he thought he landed you what happened with that whole deal well donald trump has always been a name i'm telling you what he and when he had the usfl and and he you know he 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 took uh uh Herschel walker yeah. uh from the nfl right to the straight to the uh, usfl and the generals and, yeah you know, and in back in those in the days uh, when you know, hell, I was I was my third year in the league. I was making a hundred and twenty-five thousand uh, uh, dollars a year. I, I was had been the defensive player of the year for the last couple of years and stuff, and and I really didn't think I was making enough money. You know, uh, even though I was for. Our team, I was, you know, pretty good. I was paid more than any other third-year player, you know, whatever. But, and I was sitting at home, and and phone rang, and I answered the phone, and and this said, "Hold for Donald Trump." So, so I um, he he came on the phone. He said, "Hey, LT, how you doing?" I said, "Fine, Mr. Trump. How are you?" He said, listen, if you look out your window, there's a car outside a limo. I want you to come and talk to me for a second. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, you know, hell, okay. Hey, I jump in the car to drive on up uh, to New York and you go into Trump Plaza. Uh, uh, you go up to his, his floor, go sit in this little theater he has before he can tell the the Trump story. You know, it's always, you know, he got the Trump story. is <laughs> on tape, you know, DVD, whatever it is. It's over so I was watching the Trump story. This is great. I walked in, and so I was, finally I walked into his office. He said, listen, you know what? I'm not going to beat around the bush. He said, um, 
I want you to play for New Jersey General. I said, well, that's nice, but I still got three more years um, with, uh, with the Giants. He said, I'll wait. He said, listen, I'll tell you how serious I am. He said, uh, here's the number to your bank. Call your bank. You know, so I said, see, uh, check on your account. So I thought I had about, you know, shoot, at least 50000 in my account. Hey, shh. I call up there. I got one one million fifty thousand. <laughs> wow. so That's a great he put story. A million dollars into my account that day. He said, "Listen, this is that you know that I'm serious. I want you to sign a future contract in three years. When your contract is up with the Giants, I want you to um, uh, play for the General. You know, it took me about I don't know." I don't know Three seconds to think about it. <laughs> I could barely, I, I couldn't even control myself. Shoot, I, I was sh- that pen, that pen just signed itself. So, um, <laughs> so it, and, and it worked out. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, by the time um, I got out of that office and back to Jersey, it was all over the news. And so uh, George Young. And the Giants say this, and, and not only that, uh, and George Young and the Giants decided to buy Trump out. Let me keep uh, my money, uh, the million, buy Trump out, and the next year I was making seven hundred thousand a year instead of making a hundred and forty thousand a year. Yeah, that's, and, that's and, great, and, man. And I became the highest played, you know, player in the league. So. Um, it worked out well, so I, I really never have any bad thing to say about Donald Trump because um, he looked after me, and he's been a good friend uh, over the years. Oh yeah, I mean I I like Donald Trump. I mean a lot of a lot of people are uproar over him, but I mean, you know, the guy, another guy that you say has no filter. We, we're using that terminology today, but he can afford not to. <laughs> yeah, but only problem is, hey, listen, if he deports everybody, he gonna have no Mexicans working for him. I mean, hey, he gonna he won't be able to do no work. <laughs> All the Mexico works for him now. So listen, what the hell is he talking about? I know, I know. Oh God! Well, the main problem he's got he's got a good healing on the anchors on Fox News. Good Lord, the girls, jeez. So we talked at the beginning of the show. Hey, hey. But you, but you, you, know, you gotta, you got to admire a person in his position. He's worth over ten billion dollars, so he doesn't need anybody. No, he doesn't need anybody, so he can say pretty much what he wants to say, and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And but that is all right to a point. Yeah. You know, when you but when you speaking for a nation, you can't be you can't say everything you want when you're speaking for a nation. Yeah. You know, so that's the only problem uh, I think he's going to uh, uh, get into, because at the end of the day, when all these all these uh, primaries and all this bullshit are over with, then the the the, the people have to sit down and, and decide, do you want or who do you want to speak for you? 
you know, as as a, as a country, as a nation, who yeah. do you want to speak for you? Do you do you? Uh, because I I don't want to uh, get into a war because you, you don't like the, the 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 color of somebody's shoes or something like that. I I, I don't want to do that. No, I I totally you know? agree. I no, I just don't so. think. I think that this stuff, uh, you know, it, and gosh, I don't know, politics is not a good subject to discuss it. Yeah, but if you're that. a builder, build. Hmm. If yeah. you're a, a politician, then you politics. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I think. Um, I don't think. I think you know. You get God gives you certain talent, and 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 the one that He has is to He can help. Build this nation from the ground up, but uh, not when the uh, well, when it's already the building is already done. Do you need politicians? Yeah, there, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. What, do you you do you stay in touch with them now? I, I see him every now and then. Yeah. I, you know, of course, I see him at the golf course. Yeah, and stuff, you know. But um, um, hey, and and I tell you what, he's he always speaks to me. Yeah, he's uh, he's a perfect gentleman. I mean, uh, he's he's a, he's a good guy. Uh, but um, and I'd like to see I'd like to see well what's going to happen with yeah. uh, with his run. Well, can I just say something from? It's very heartfelt for me to say this to you. Who wouldn't speak to you? And who wouldn't walk up and, you know, who, who wouldn't, you know, I'm serious, who wouldn't feel honored? I can't tell you how cool it was for me to bring my friend who's the co-host of the show and my girlfriend over to, to meet Lawrence Taylor. And I hope you know sincerely, that that's how I feel about you. I mean, yeah, that's, that's not only as a person, but I mean, what you've achieved, to, I mean, the, 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 the being the person you are, you've come, I mean, it, you're an awesome guy. That's accomplished so much, but as a celebrity, I mean, I can only imagine. And they say Mickey Mantle had it, and Joe Nathan had it. It had to be really cool to walk down Manhattan with the LT earring on, knowing it was Lawrence Taylor. I mean, I wish I could have been there one day for that shit. Good Lord! So if Donald okay, Trump, like I said, you know, I've been fortunate in a lot of things of New York, uh, uh, the play in New York. And and to experience that New York life, you know, bad and good, uh, um, is is something that you know you'll always be able to think back on and uh, back to the days of, of you know the yesteryears and 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 and, and always at least have a little smile on your face because yeah. um, hey, it was a good experience. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm sure he's just equally as glad to see you. And shake your hand as you are uh, uh, feel like that when you see him. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, Mr. Taylor, I want to ask a football question. We kind of, you know, glossed over it at the beginning of the show, but it's a pretty damn big deal. You're the last guy to win the MVP as a defensive player. It only happened one time before. Uh, Alan Page from Minnesota won it in '71. You did it in '86. There was a lot of talk last year that J.J. Watt was up for the MVP. What is your take on on J.J. Watt and the way he's captivated America? I think that JJ was a very uh a very good player. I mean, he has a great motor. He um he uh he plays every play he very seldom takes a playoff. He um and I love his motor. Uh you know, when it was having the the um 
the discussion about uh, being the MVP um, of the league. You know, one I told you earlier that you know the the, the what makes a great defensive player is that he can, you know, he can play on his own, but he makes other players around him better. Um, I really think J.J. Watt was the uh, most valuable player for that team. But if you can't take your team to the playoff, you know, um, then you can't be the most valuable player in the league. Yeah, I I agree with that too. You know, and he's a great kid. So yeah, and I think listen, I I look at him on on the football field. I mean, he goes a hundred and ten percent. I mean, he's fierce. Uh, he's strong. He's a he's a uh, a great defensive player. I mean, hey, uh, he's I wouldn't know what to tell uh, my offensive tackle. Uh, uh, to do about him if they was playing because I mean he really cuts down the lanes when he when he pass rushes and when he comes in he he re- restricts the lanes so I mean it's like um ain't too much you can do uh, against him but he's yeah. he's a he's a he's a he's a very hard player and hopefully he's be able to take it throughout the years. So I read online that you grew up in Virginia, but grew up a Cowboys fan. What made you a Cowboys fan? Just because they well, were on TV every my week? My dad was a, was a Redskins uh, fan, so you know, hey, so he always, you know, the Redskins and Cowboys always played, and and if he was going to root for the Redskins, hell, I'm going to root for the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you so, like you uh, like Hollywood Henderson, right? Fan. I, you know, I never was a Redskins fan and stuff like that. But um, but um, and but my dad had to make a decision when um, you know, when I went to Giants, he had to make a decision who he liked. He said he liked me, but still, he's a Redskins fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got they have a huge following. It's amazing, and they haven't played that well lately. No. Yeah. So you mentioned no, earlier in the show no. that. You, you didn't really get into football until your junior year of high school, and most of the time when you have somebody with your type of credentials in football, they grew up playing it their whole life. What kind of made you make the transition from baseball to football? Did your high school coaches recruit you over, or how did that no, come uh, Well, you know what? I, I tell you, um, uh, Coach Jones, Melvin Jones is a coach that, that was was at Lafayette for 30 years. I mean, he's, he's dead. And every athlete that's ever come out of uh, uh, out of Lafayette that was a decent athlete or, or any athlete um, has met Coach Jones and been tutored by Coach Jones. I mean, he, he's, uh, he is something else when it comes to young athletes. And uh, one day he challenged me in the hall. He challenged me to uh, uh, and dared me to come out for, to play football. You know, I've always been a baseball player, and, and that's where, you know, I thought I was my life was going to be playing baseball. And um, and he he challenged me well one day to come out and 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 play for and, and try for football. And I came out, um, and like I said, I mean, for the first six weeks, man, I they, they handed me my ass. You know, but I learned how to uh, to hand other people's ass too. So, and 
and it worked out. I just got better and better and better and better, and um, until I got to a point where um, I was pretty good. I was pretty good. <laughs> you think? Hey, listen, you gonna play golf today? You know I will. Okay, man. Well, we're gonna let you go. We had a I, let, let's kind of right. You got another question? I'm I'm just so thrilled. Oh, yeah, give me another question. Oh well, let's do it. You know, let's talk. If you about don't mind, I just don't want I don't want you to get irritated with me and, and then not sign a helmet for me next time I see you. <laughs> no, hey, I got you. I got too I got many you. friends that want helmets. <laughs> oh, mine's in my den, by the way. Rick can verify that. <laughs> yeah. So, Mr. Taylor, how did the WWE thing first come about? Did Vince McMahon reach out to you, or did that go a different way? You know what? Um, Vince McMahon he he reached out to me. Uh, to um, do the the the, the, uh, the the WWE, I think it was that uh, WrestleMania. Was that WrestleMania 11? WrestleMania 11, yes, sir. WrestleMania 11, and I don't know. Uh, I, I I tell you, uh, I was uh, I thought about it, and then when I met Bam Bam, um, I decided, yeah, yeah, I could do this. And, you know, uh, I, it, it was a great experience for me because I'll tell you what, it, I had never been in, some, in that type of atmosphere. It's one thing walking out in the stadium, you know, with, um, you know, with uh, 80,000 people in the stadium, but to walk into an arena like that where all eyes are on you, yeah, you're the only match. One-on-one, uh, one on one. yep. One-on-one. No on one. I mean, listen, and, 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 and you know, I love one-on-one on one because, you know, you've you got to be able to compete. You know, it, it, that's what, what life is all about is competing, you know, one-on-one. On one. And I tell you, it was so, it was so, it was so different, and it was uh, exciting. The atmosphere we had, you know, uh, salt and pepper singing, and we got, you know, everything was just, just a great atmosphere. And I tell you what, um, I, I am, until this day, people come and say, "Let's hey, I know you." You were on WrestleMania 11. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's one of the things I did. Yeah, okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it, it was it, it, and it's, it, it's, it was fun to, to cross over from one, I guess, sport, but uh, to uh, to another. It, it was uh, it was exciting, and and I had a lot of the guys, the football guys, were there to cheer me on and stuff. So um, uh, it, it, I tell you what. Man, me and listen. I tell you what, Wu, we need to do this. Me and you need to have a uh, have a match. I, hey, let's do it. I, I tell you what, yeah. I want to do before we get off the air here. I have a friend named Kevin Nash, right? Uh-huh. Who has a, he does these gigs where he has a party where he offers up. You know, you can buy a ticket for 300 bucks to go out and party with him for a night, right? So yeah. I was thinking, if you were thinking what I was thinking. You know, Super and Bowl party with Lawrence Taylor a and Rick Super Flair. Bowl party. We advertise it. We charge a thousand dollars. You know, if Michael Jordan could charge twenty five thousand a week for a, for a damn uh, for a uh, basketball camp, camp. The LT and I can charge. We could take a hundred people at a grand a piece, right? 
two grand, it'd right? Be cheaper than the bar tab. And we and we rent a club and we throw a Super Bowl party, man. Party with an H and LT. Woo! I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I just got to work on my woo. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. All right, man. Well, we love you, buddy. All right, buddy. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. Knock him dead on the course today. And I'm honored that you came on air today. Thanks, LT. Thank you, Rick. Lawrence Sorry, Taylor. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thank you, buddy. Bye now. So how about that, Rick? We've talked about this for a long time, that you didn't just want to do wrestling. We wanted to branch out. We wanted to do some, some other type of athletes. Lawrence freaking Taylor on Woo Nation today. Well, I just, um, I'm just i glad you got you got to meet him, of course, but to get the guy's personality, man. And like you said, he probably he hasn't done this before, which is really cool. Yeah, know. absolutely. And there's no taking away, no denying whatsoever who the guy is in sports and history and you know, um, I, I think that he, you know, he felt what it is, even at WrestleMania 11, the cross-demographic appeal of being, you know, an athlete. That they all, all the football players love the wrestler, just like we love them. Or in the, you same know what, with baseball. I what mean, really shocked me the most in this thing today, I did not expect for him to name drop Johnny Weaver. Yeah. I mean, he's an old school wrestler. Yeah, I know it's funny. I, I didn't wrestle Becker, but he did. LT did see me wrestle Johnny Weaver. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Man. Yeah, he was right there. I told you. I met, I met him when he was like seventeen or eighteen. You know, so you know, there's just a lot of folks online who probably have a different impression of him who didn't like that a non wrestler was in the main event at WrestleMania. But to know that he even knows who a guy named John half the WWE roster doesn't know who Johnny Weaver is, no, and Lawrence no. Taylor did. That's well, awesome. that's the thing. If you grew up in the South in the old days, yeah. you, you knew who Johnny Weaver was. Absolutely. You know Rip Hawk, Sweet Hanson? Yeah. And then, you know, which is a terrible thing to have to say, then pretty soon you had to learn who Ric Flair was. <laughs> Am I possibly this old? <laughs> good Lord. Well, the people at Rich Chris yesterday do not think you're old at all. Oh, no, well, good deal. Yeah, just so as, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are in Huntsville as we speak right now. We are taping in the Conrad Radisson's own personal studio, <laughs> uh, which he has built in his house now, nice extension. But I did oh, drive down gosh. here yesterday with my girlfriend Wendy and I hurt myself not as bad as Conrad hurt herself but Wendy who never drinks hurt herself as well and when I go to bed at 7.30 at night, there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. But when I started at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, that's... T- I tried to cover for you, too, because the guys were like, is he really going to bed right now? I'm like, please. well, it's 8.30 Eastern. Please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, please, please do not order 20 pizzas and pasta meatballs again now, at 7 o'clock. In, in fairness, I was following direct orders from headquarters there yeah. when you demanded angel hair pasta and meatballs. I know, but I, I, I you know sometimes you have to look at me and say, just shut a break. Okay, yeah, just look. go to bed. Just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put this one to bed, buddy. Thanks okay, for having man. me today. This was awesome. Woo, thank you. Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, and they're now offering a free seven-day trial at TryFight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a 1,000 hours of live action every year, and a library of more than 4,000 hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com.
T-R-Y-F-I-T-E dot com. Woo! Woo! Wings. Now open for delivery from Uber Eats and Postmates in these fine cities. Delicious anytime. And the perfect meal tonight while you're watching wrestling. Woo! Wings. Legendary flavors. World Championship Wings. Woo! For a full list of locations, visit RicFlairWings.com. Join in right in action. Ric Flair Woo Wings. Amazing. Somebody read me some more. More Woo Wings. Woo! Hey guys, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on adfreeshows.com. An all new edition of The Insiders is here. Conrad sits down with author and historian Keith Elliott Greenberg to look back on his time with the WWF during the golden era of wrestling. You know, I wasn't working for, you know, the JCP magazine, or I wasn't working for Vern Gagne's magazine as, you know, everything was imploding. I was working for Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and I was watching the uh, the company expand, and I was watching talent I've been reading about in the other wrestling magazines arrive on the scene. Adfree Show's members recently chatted one-on-one with the hardcore legend himself, Mick Foley, for the first edition of Ask Mick Live. Is there a particular place that you get the Foley flannel? Uh, yeah, I do. I go on Amazon and I type in Buffalo Plaid. Um, Buffalo Plaid is the one that has the, like the even square checks. And I order them. They run small, so I order the, I order the 5X. Uh, yeah, and I've got, uh, if anyone's been watching Most Wanted Treasures, you'll see that I'm literally getting by an entire season with three long sleeve flannel shirts, a cutoff flannel shirt, and about five different t-shirts. And that's pretty much it, brother. Hey, that's just a small taste of what Ad Free Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from, see for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today sign up now at adfreeshows.com that's right sign up today at adfreeshows.com